0: Welcome back to Carter and Lowry, episode number one hundred and fifty-nine. We are back on this day, January the thirty-first, two thousand and twenty-four. I'm here virtually with my co-host Sam Carter. Sam, how are you on this fine Wednesday?
1: I'm doing pretty good. Uh, weather could be better. It's overcast and thirty-six uh,
0: with some slush on the ground. So slushy, slushy Wednesday. Yeah. Yeah, a similar story here. Um, Opening question, though, Sam. uh, If you were not watching the Appalachian State James Madison basketball matchup like I was, you might have not seen Mr. Sam Carter in his appearance. I I total about eight seconds of screen time on ESPN2 for Mr. Carter. Um, Sam, tell me about that game, experience of rushing the court, finding the camera. Was that intentional? I mean, I I have to know. So tell the people.
1: Well, so I saw the ESPN2 cameraman behind the basket. So I had a pretty good idea of, you know, what the camera looked like and what the guy with the camera looked like. So, you know, we rushed the floor and literally I turn around and I see him and I know that it's the ESPN guy. Um, And, you know, I've been texting my dad the whole game, you know, make sure you're watching – You'll probably see me on TV. I'm sitting right behind the basket, um, and so I just I had to I had to say what's up to him. Uh, if you if you didn't catch that, I said hi, Dad, uh, and waved. So it was it was a tremendous tremendous game. Uh, you know, we'll get we'll get
0: into the actual basketball later, but uh, for sure. So I mean, I, I, this is a ten of ten podcast story. Um, Sam, yeah, I was I did see you in the front row. I wasn't watching at the end um, when you rushed the court. I was I was at the the Dartmouth basketball game, mm. but nonetheless, huge win for App. But we'll get to that later. Uh, Let's we'll start it off at the top with some NFL football, and now we have the Super Bowl again, uh, a rematch. Of the year 2020, so four years ago, Super Bowl 40, I mean, excuse me, 54. Uh, Niners Chiefs, the 49ers Open is one-point favorite, so very even matchup. Taylor Swift Super Bowl. Um, starting with the AFC Championship, the Ravens have that interception and the fumble in the red zone. Um, Sam, kind of just your thoughts on how the Ravens blew it, and do you feel like this team can come back next year, given just how hyped up they were? This this postseason,
1: um, I mean, definitely. I I just I don't know if it it's Lamar's team. You know, I mean, it might be time to you know start looking elsewhere. Obviously, he's gotten them to this position, but you know, I think it's definitely changes that he can make. It's just is he willing to make them? He's so. Defiant when it comes to like we know he's good enough to get there, uh, but he's not. He's so eager to prove what he can do that he's not willing to change hmm. to actually exceed uh, expectations and and where he is now.
0: Okay, I mean, I gotta, I gotta agree with you. I think you know Lamar Jackson needs to make some internal changes. I don't know if. The the Ravens need to look for another quarterback. Um, I I still I'm still confident that he's good enough to win a Super Bowl. It's just it's tough. It's tough. Yeah. And you know those mistakes are very costly. I think the Ravens, you know, they had a lot of penalties. They kind of got in their own way. I think they they played better than the Chiefs in this game. And the defense played tremendously. I mean, only allowing 17 points. But there were some questionable calls. There were. I I, I will agree. You can't. That fumble was killer. Yeah, fumble on the goal line when it looked like they were gonna, you know, get into a one score game and you know just the, uh, just craziness. And then we turn over to the NFC Championship, even more, you know, just ludicrous things. The Lions take a huge halftime lead. They're up, and then, I mean, I wanted to strangle Dan Campbell. Why didn't he kick those field goals? Yeah, he's been all risk. But you got to kick those field goals, man. I was screaming at the television at the time, and everybody's going to be like, Dean, hindsight is 20, 20 I don't care. At the time, I'm saying, if it's fourth and three on the 30, and you can make it – like, it was a two-score game. They were up 14. You had a chance to make it a 17-point game. You should always kick the field goal because you didn't have to score it you know, three times. I mean, I don't know. Yeah. And then you had the insane uh, IU catch down the field off the helmet. Of a Lions defender. That was crazy. Christian McCaffrey balled out and the 49ers prevailed. Um, Honestly, just an insane, um, you know, insane uh, championship game. The streak continues as the Lions, they're just, they just can't be a part of the Super Bowl, apparently. Yeah. They're, They're just not destined to be there. But now uh, the only thing, it appears, that stands in the way of Taylor Swift hoisting the Lombardi trophy is Brock Purdy and Chris McCaffrey. So we put our faith in them. We will be mm-hmm. discussing Super Bowl 58 analysis, predictions, all of that next week. Uh, for now, enjoy the Pro Bowl, which is flag football these days. Um, but uh, don't really enjoy it. Don't watch it. Do- <laughs> Cordon Lowry does not endorse the no. flag football pro bowl. We do not endorse that. Well, moving on to the National Basketball Association. A lot of headlines this week. Um, we had, a on Saturday night, um, a double overtime thriller between Curry and LeBron. That was huge. Um, LeBron sinks two clutch free throws to win it. The Kings rising up in the standings, now back into fifth place, as well as the, the Knicks, who are now in third in the East. Uh, very tight at the top of the West. The top four teams, all pretty much within you know uh, a game and a half of each other. And then the main topic of discussion, Mr. Carter. Uh, Luka Doncic scored seventy three. Obviously, Kyrie Irving was out. I mean, obviously, this is a great performance, Sam. But can you say because of the volume of scoring today and how much better offenses are, is the value of a seventy point game, is it decreasing? Because, I mean, this is the third highest scoring performance in NBA history. Is it the – like, is it the best – is it the third best scoring performance? Do we take it as it is, like 73 points, 73 points? Or do you think we have to be relative in our approach to how we assess the value of scoring 73 points?
1: You have to be relative. I mean, you look at – I mean, back in the day, I'll say the 90s, I feel like a high scoring game was 110 points. Right. Um, and then now teams are averaging 140. And I mean, while 73 is is a crazy number for anybody uh, nowadays, I mean that's still half half your team's points. Just right. just half. Right. Whereas a Kobe Bryant 80 point game is two
0: thirds. Yeah, um, I mean, yeah. And I think it's, you look at, like, the pace, like, if you, like, if you average it out by pace, um, like, Wilt's game, Luka's game, and Kobe's game, I think the NBA average among playoff teams this year right now is, like, 123 points per game. But they average it out, and, like, Kobe, like, clears Wilt and Luka, like, by, like, a tremendous amount. So it's tough. I don't think it has the same kind of value. It's still tremendous. Yeah, All right, and next next thing we got to talk about Sam, his coach, Mr. Jason Kidd. Um, he was saying that Luka Doncic right now is the best player who has ever played for the Dallas Mavericks, better than Dirk Nowitzki, and belongs in the conversation with Michael Jordan. Your thoughts on this quote from Mr. Kidd?
1: Let's see yeah. Luka Doncic play in the in the um, Western Conference Finals, then, then, then we can discuss that. Not really. He's far away from being anything uh, Jordan-related, Kobe-related. Yeah. He's – I mean, he's young, though. I'm not going to say that he'll never reach that. I just think that it's crazy to start saying that now. He hasn't yeah. done anything.
0: He's very unproven, and I, I think it's it's been a lack of talent around him. So you can't yeah. knock him too much, but mm-hmm. you know his only Western Conference Finals appearance, you know, was two years ago. They got gentlemen swept. And they, I mean, they're like they're the 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 seed now. They're probably going to lose in the first round this year. It's it's tough. Yeah. Um, I don't I don't know how to take that, but he's he's very young. I mean, he's only twenty four years old. and I mean, you have a lot of Luka Doncic left to see, um, but now, the main topic of discussion on this day, NCAA basketball, and Dean Lowry, his proclamation, my proclamation, I don't know, I'm talking to the third person, the greatest weekend of college basketball of the season is is this weekend. Let me tell you about it.
1: Even better than the first
0: weekend of the tournament. I don't know about that. I don't know about that. I'm just saying, as, thus far in the season. regular season, regular regular season. season, first up on ESPN at 4:30, Houston, Kansas from the fog, battle for the one seed in the Big 12. Then, you know, the cherry on top, the cream of the crop, UNC Duke, 6:30. We'll get to that later. Tennessee, Kentucky, battle for supremacy in the SEC, and then Purdue, Wisconsin, top six matchup on Sunday. Craziness. The Stars have like aligned for this to happen. It's going to happen. All these teams are going to play again last game of the regular season. Um, last This past week, um, Kansas fell to Iowa State, and Oklahoma fell at home to Texas Tech. Kansas and Memphis continue to struggle with losses. Duke escapes versus Clemson on a questionable, questionable foul call on Tyrese Proctor. Uh, but the Aussie coolly sank the free throws. Uh, to escape the Tigers, and then Chapel Hill and Tennessee fall to unranked squads on Tuesday. That's uh, the first loss for the Tar Heels since all the way back before um, December 15th. So it's been a while, Sam. But they could, yeah. not, they could not go through the month of January unscathed. The, the Jackets stung them last night with a, a clutch freshman um, game winner over Armando Baycock. But let's turn our attention, Sam, to this weekend and the four matchups. Let's begin uh, in Kansas with Houston uh, taking on – Houston got the big win against Texas on Big Monday. Kansas has been reeling, Sam. Uh, Who do you like in this matchup? You know, the Kansas home court advantage is big, but are the Houston Cougars just going to be too much uh, for Kansas to handle? um I don't want people to think
1: that you know because Kansas has been on this kind of lull in their season that they're not a, a tournament team and a strong tournament team uh, I I have faith in Kansas's and Bill Self's ability to prepare for games. Um, Kansas is a good team Houston's a better team but I still got Kansas in this one.
0: I'm going to Houston in an absolute you know, and this is gonna be a tight one. Um, I just think uh, I love the resiliency of this Houston team. They play such good defense. They're so efficient. Kelvin Samson has him he's got them playing, you know, they might be the the team that plays the hardest in, in the country. Yeah. Um so I, I've got Houston in a close one. I just think there's a lot of vulnerability with this Kansas squad. I think they're very good. And I still think they can win the national championship. But I think there's there's just too many too many cracks right now for me to be confident that they're gonna win this big game, but huge implications. I think if Kansas wants to be a one seed, you gotta win this yeah, game. This is must win. All right, let's turn it over to what I consider the greatest rivalry in all of sport. Um, it just it conjures up names like you know, Jordan, worthy, stackhouse, Wallace, Carter, Jameson, Hansbrough, Leitner, Hill, Hurley, uh, Wojohowski, Battier, Williams. Williamson, I mean, I could go on and on. Redick, excuse me, Billis, Ferry. I could go on and on about the history of this rivalry, Um, but I feel, in my sense, that it is back. um, Really, in it, obviously, we had the incredible drama of the 2022 season with Mike Shostett's retirement and those two basketball games you know played in March. Will be forever ingrained in my memory, but I think from a these two being you know in contention for a one seed, we haven't really seen that since the Zion year five half a decade ago. Um, you know, with with the Duke Big Three, um, and you know both those teams ended up being one seeds. I don't think that's going to happen this year. I think the winner of this game still has a chance to be a one seed. Carolina took a huge hit last night, uh, but let's start with the profile. Uh, Duke has won three of the last five, and John Shire is undefeated against Hubert Davis at 2-0. ESPN BPI gives uh, UNC a 68% chance to win this game. Looking at the lineups, um, I think Jeremy Roach will start, so I'm going to go Tyrese Proctor, who's a sophomore, Jeremy Roach, the senior, Jerry McCain, the freshman, Mark Mitchell, the sophomore at Ford, and of course, the big fella, Kyle Filipowski, who's a sophomore as well, North Carolina. Uh, it's going to probably start Elliot Cadeau, who's a freshman, R.J. Davis, the senior, Harrison Ingram, the junior, and Cormac Ryan and Armando Baycott in the front court, uh, who are both seniors. Now, Sam, let's just – let's go – let's start it off at the top. Um, I'm asked this uh, – I'll start with this question. Will the winner of the baycott Filipowski battle ultimately lead their team to victory? Like, if Kyle Filipowski plays better than Armando Baycott, is Duke destined to win or if Baycott plays better than Filipowski, is UNC destined to win? Is that the critical matchup you're looking at?
1: Uh, I think it is. I, I don't think that it's necessarily that black and white. Um, I think that, you know, Carolina has weapons outside of Baycott. So if Baycott doesn't have like a monster game, even if he plays worse than Philipowski, I think that, RJ Davis can lead this Carolina squad to to a victory. Um I do think that Philipowski will have to play better and get more rebounds than Armando Baycott for Duke to win this game. I don't I just I don't think that they have the the tools uh outside of Philipowski to win this game without him. Um, especially in the Dean Dome. So Yeah,
0: I think I think uh that uh, that place, you know, every everyone I've talked to at Chapel Hill has just said there's a different feeling. The feeling is back, um, with this rivalry uh, in this game. Um, I just think that I agree with Sam. Um, I think the backcourt of Chapel Hill is would differentiates them and gives them the edge in this one. Yeah, I mean, R.J. Davis is obviously playing like an all American, and then El- Elliot Cadeau has really stepped up. Um, in conference play, did not have a good game last night, but I think that. You know Duke UNC. I think it's a different. I, I I say it's a different sport than the rest of the games played. I think that it, it, all outside noise. Like, what? No matter what, you know, we're gonna see a good basketball game. And so, Sam, I won't linger on this any longer. Uh, your prediction um, for the first round of Duke UNC uh, in twenty four?
1: I got the heels by four. Um, I think that this home court advantage is going to be too much for this Duke squad. Uh, but, you know, it's still going to be tight. Um, I think Carolina kind of pulls away in the last minute, making it difficult for Duke to, to do anything. So, yeah.
0: I'm going to go uh, with the same team. I'm going with the, the Tar Heels. I'm going 85 to 70. Um, I think that it's gonna be very close I think it might be like tie with four minutes left and then like RJ Davis like I just think he's just gonna be too much as much as Jeremy Roach is the senior and that will be a good matchup. I think RJ Davis has just expanded his game to the point where he can create on his own. I don't think I don't think it's gonna translate to the NBA in any sort of way but he he has the ability just to go get a shot and yeah. I think that that's kind of been lacking. I think that's what Carolina wanted. Caleb loved to be, um, but obviously he kind of shot himself in the foot a few a few too many times. Um, so I think that development of R.J. Davis is really going to be the key separator in the first one. But I do think the home court advantage is huge. I think this game will be very different. If these teams could progress on this path, this game will be very different, uh, the second matchup in Cameron and Dora. Well, uh, let's round out the uh, the big four this weekend. Sam, your quick prediction uh, for Tennessee, Kentucky.
1: Um, let's see. I think Tennessee's a great team. Uh, both teams lost to South Carolina uh, a AP poll uh, you know snub but um, I think I think uh, Kentucky's a more experienced team, more experienced coached. I hate Rick Barnes. Uh, I got I got Kentucky.
0: Uh, I am going in the same direction. I think Kentucky's got too much too much power. They got the home court. Um, give me the cats in this one. And then finally, Sam, the uh the Sunday matchup, uh, Purdue, Wisconsin, the, the Badgers, I picked them in my my January final four. They lost to to uh to Penn State, but they've they've come on strong here and are now up to six in the country. Um, do you think they have any chance to stop Zach Eadie? And the big, the big, uh, the big E attack. That's what they're calling it now. Mm.
1: I, I think that there is an opportunity, uh, but I don't think that it's going to happen. Um, I got, I got the Boilermakers.
0: Yeah, game. I mean, I, I agree with you. I think that it's just going to be, it's going to be too much. I, I think it's just, it's, he's so overwhelming to the point where it, it's just – it's difficult to, to do anything about it. Um, well, we mentioned the ever-important top four. We've got North Carolina, Duke, Virginia, and Florida State. Um, Carolina with the loss last night. That's going to force them uh, – you know, they have to win this game on Saturday uh, to, to keep a lead in the loss column and kind of separate themselves to try to get that one seed in the regular season title. And then uh, we'll close out this here, Sam, with uh, – your thoughts on App State. You know, they've been introduced to the bracket. Now they have a solid lead uh, in the Sun Belt. And your thoughts on their tournament hopes this season?
1: Um, you know, I think that this team can get up and down the floor. I They remind me of Houston, uh, a tremendously big team, not slow like Purdue, but, you know, defensive but still fast and can – Make moves on offense. Uh averaging seven blocks a game, that's most in the country. Um I don't think I knew so what? Yeah. So and then what I I can't Justin Abson, number twenty one, uh averaging two point seven blocks a game. That's fourth in the country. This team can play defense. Uh I think that just like football, if you're you know uh four or five seed and and you see app state in your bracket
0: beware look out look out wow yeah i mean it's 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 sam carter stats and information today i mean he's he's got everything for us um well that's i mean that's about all the time we have sam kind of your your final thoughts looking ahead to this oh so epic weekend of uh Hoops on the horizon.
1: Um, I mean, I don't think Carolina fans and and Tennessee fans should be down on their losses last night. Uh, Carolina – or South Carolina is a tremendous team, uh, should be ranked. And Georgia Tech, a good team too. Their record doesn't show it, but, you know, should have beat Duke twice. Uh, but, so,
0: don't yeah, get down first on yourselves. You got yeah. bigger to Fry this weekend. Um, I think we got huge one seed implications here's all well, I'll say I mean Connecticut is is not playing anybody big but if you want to be a one seed, Sam I think you got to win this weekend yeah plain and simple it'll um, certainly help maybe not Purdue I think Purdue could survive but I think it, it would they, they for the ACC's sake um it's probably best if, if Chapel Hill is able to pull this one out but I think we're in for a great game. See if Hubert Davis can finally get the monkey off his back and uh, take down Mr. Shire. Yeah. Um, I mean, it's it's gonna be weird again. No dig by tell. Uh still, mm-hmm. I don't think he's gonna I don't think he's gonna come back ever. Um, but just I don't know. Just a crazy, crazy week at hand. That's all the time we have this week and hear from us next Tuesday.